It is exciting because I have some good friends who are going to actually be joining me. I have Sean and Catherine Lowe. You might know them. You might not, but I think you probably do. They're amazing, and they're going to join. We're going to have a fun conversation. Oh, I see. I think they're about to join. There they are. What's up, Sean and Catherine? Hi. Hey. So excited y'all are on. I was just saying for those of you who are now listening that they kind of go way back for me in my life. My very first Live Original event, I'm like 17, 18 years old. I don't know what in the world I'm doing. And I think I literally just text y'all or message you on Instagram like, hey, do you want to come be a part of my event? And you said yes. And that <laughs> is like, that really does speak volumes about who y'all are, that you would say yes to me when I'm just figuring out life. And you continue to say yes. So thanks for being on my Facebook show. We're still trying to figure out life on our end. So <laughs> you keep exactly. inviting us. We'll keep showing up. That's great. And we'll all just keep trying to figure out life. Well, um, for those, I think a lot of people probably do know who y'all are. Y'all have been around the spotlight for a long time. But if they don't, tell everybody a little bit about your life right now currently. And then we'll back up and go way back to how maybe the world knows you a little bit later. But what's your life look like now? Well, right now, we are just an old married couple who have <laughs> three kids, uh, two boys and a girl, Samuel, Isaiah, and Mia, ages five, three, and almost two. Sweet. And uh, it's a zoo at our house. We're constantly <laughs> chasing these little animals around, and uh, that's kind of the way we like it. It's fun, tons of laughter and love in this house, and every day is a little bit different, and it's kind of crazy around here. So fun. Seriously, like, that's what you see on social media. Y'all are so much fun and so much laughter, which I definitely want to talk to y'all about. So y'all have three kids. Do y'all want to have more kids? Three's where we're stopping, or is that just, like, up in the air? Well, originally, when I when we first, I guess, got engaged and talked about a family, I was sure I wanted five. <laughs> and we were talking about three uh, biological and then maybe adopt two and three is a lot. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna pray about it. We definitely want to talk about we're in conversation about adoption. Um, and awesome. potentially but we're just seeing how God leads us in that direction. But yeah, that's so far, awesome. three, three is a lot to be present with, which these, is really important. If these three kids that we have now would just listen and behave and have good manners, <laughs> then yeah, we'd love to have more kids. Hey, I totally get it. Christian and I have actually said the same thing. We want to maybe have three and adopt as well. But after we had Honey, it was like two weeks in. Christian's like, so how many? And I was like, um, if you ask me right now, I would yeah. say... <laughs> maybe two no but yeah it changes always but that's how my parents were actually they had uh two and then they were like praying about adoption for a while but they thought they would have more weren't able to get pregnant so they thought um years later ended up saying god okay if you have adoption in our story then we're open and they kind of signed up for it you know went through the process right when they did that they ended up being um Will, who are, you know, is my little brother now, they kind of met him through an agency. It worked out, adopted him, and then three weeks later found out they were pregnant with Bella. Isn't oh, that the way yes. it always happens? It is. It is. So, hey, you really do have to just leave it up to God in his hands because we try to make plans for our life, and sometimes he has better plans. So um, that's pretty cool. I love that. 
Well, for those of people who are listening who don't know how y'all met, because y'all met in a very interesting way for the world to see, bring us back to where and how the two of you wonderful people met. Oh, man. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> we we met on that that little TV show called The Bachelor. Um, that was <laughs> way back in 2012 is when we filmed that show. That's and crazy. Yeah, I I did not really watch the show. I don't think Catherine no, might have watch watched it. it more than me. Oh, I watched it because. But yeah, my uh, my sister had signed me up. She like submitted an application on my behalf, which totally caught me off guard when the, the show casting director called me. And long story short, I just thought, hey, it might be a cool chance to take a vacation and travel the world, <laughs> not ever expecting to, to meet my wife. And, wow. Uh, yeah, here, here we are nine years later. Well, I just remember That's seeing, him, like, the, the reason I watched it, because I was in a similar situation where my best friend put an application for me to be on the show, and then that season where he was vying for Emily Maynard, I the guys like get re not recycled but they become one of those <laughs> top guys favorite guys become the yeah. bachelor the following season so if i were to be cast because the the casting process is like nine months i wanted to see if i was even interested in any of the guys that would potentially be on it so i watched his whole season seeing him be a brilliant light without being super preachy he yeah he was very um, like a very genuine person. And I thought, okay, well, if it's him, then I'd be happy to, to kind of go on and, and see what happens. And he's, I'm very attracted to him, whatever. So then obviously I got to be on the show and that's how, that's how it all began. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 
slash woe or just text woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash woe or text woe to 500-500 to try audible for free for 30 days. Wow, that's honestly so cool. That's not embarrassing at all. That's like, again, God having plans kind of outside of ours, which is cool because I was going to ask you how you got on the show. And it seems like two kind of different people in your life signed you up for this show. So it's maybe not something y'all would have chosen for yourself. So you mentioned Sean being a light and you definitely were. I remember watching that season. And I don't really watch a lot of The Bachelor just because, you know, sometimes it can be a little, little cray-cray. But <laughs> you, you literally did set such a great example without being, like, so in your face or preachy. Um, and I'm sure, like, there are things you saw in Catherine that, you know, was a light in her life as well, which maybe made her stand out amongst everybody. But what was it about the two of y'all that y'all saw in each other in the midst of this crazy experience that you knew like this person has husband and wife material? Yeah, so <laughs> you nailed it. It was a crazy experience. <laughs> uh, so as I said, I was there to like just travel the world and have a free vacation and take a break from reality. And I remember having so much fun with Catherine. Like she was so giggly, so bubbly. She had this, the best way I could put it is like, I just, she was the type of girl that I knew she would be my best friend on top of being my wife. Yeah, possibly. that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, of course I start to develop feelings and then I'm kind of freaking out. Like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be taking this free vacation. <laughs> and I'm like, just constantly praying about it. I'm I'm in the middle of like the most bizarre world you could ever imagine with camera guys and producers and like it's, it's yeah traveling the world and being treated like a big time celebrity and it's just it's mm -hmm. the craziest world you could ever imagine and yeah. all the while I'm like praying like god I've, I've got these strong feelings towards Catherine and where are you leading me if this is a mistake mm -hmm. just tell me now and the best way I can put it is just I, I had this piece and um I think <laughs> I would never recommend another believer like going out and proposing to someone who they are not equally yoked with. But I just had this sense like God is doing something in her life. And I, I you know, I think I want to spend the rest of my life with her. And so I, I can like wow. tell you what happens next. But she became a believer shortly after the show, after meeting my family. Wow. And uh, yeah, God's done amazing things in her life ever since. And our okay, life. yes, I definitely want to hear that story. So you didn't, Catherine, you didn't really grow up a believer. And when you met Sean, you were interested or what did that, what did that process look like for you? So growing up, my dad was really searching. So he was Lutheran, he was Buddhist, he um, was wow. in the Presbyterian church. So like we went uh, a ton of different routes in terms of faith, but my mom was a devout Catholic. So mm. it was very confusing in my household, but it was exciting because I got to see different things and why my, my parents were interested in it and why they also left those different churches. But I was always going to like youth camps and like, uh, what's that called? Living. Um, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Well, anyways, I went to, oh, I'm trying to think too. Do you know so what I'm talking about? about? For a minute. Yeah. Young yeah. life, young life, like young, probably I young, life. young life. And, and I was so interested in, and I was very, drawn to the nice people and that usually was a christian crowd but i never mm -hmm. gave my life to christ or anything and i saw him on the bachelorette and i just was 
mesmerized by how he lived mm. his life. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to go on a show, it's going to be for him. But mm -hmm. Sean Lowe is in constant conversation with God. I see him doing his Bible study in the mornings when we were at different locations, just from afar, seeing his hotel room. Mm -hmm. you could, I could see the balcony and he was doing his Bible study. So I knew the type of man he was. I didn't understand what he needed in terms of a woman of faith. So mm -hmm. when it came to... There was the night before he proposed, but I didn't know he was going to propose. There was two girls left. And at about 11 o'clock at night, the night before, we were in Thailand, and I get a knock on my door. <laughs> and you're thinking, okay, well, the next day is a really big day. Either I'm going to get dumped with some, by somebody that I love, or he's going to propose to me. Wow. Um, so I'm at peace because I'm like, I, I have a great life. If, I, if, you know, if, he, if he doesn't pick me, then I'm going back to a really great life. I'm close to my mom. I have a great job. Like I had a, a, a huge piece about my situation and, and what would the future hold? And he knocks on my door at 11 o'clock and you never get to talk to the lead by yourself with no cameras around unless it's the fantasy suite. And so mm -hmm. I'm super confused. And cause it's, again, it's almost midnight the night before a potential proposal. And he wanted to talk to me about faith. Wow. And he was like, you know, I'm not going to get engaged to somebody um, unless Christ is will be their center of their life. That's going to be my life. I will not settle for anything other than that type of life. So, like, he was just prepping me, wow. hey, if I, if I propose to you tomorrow, is this going to be what you're centered around? Is this, like, because I'm making my intentions known and what mm -hmm. I want for my life. If you're not okay with that, don't come tomorrow pretty much i that's what i was thinking like hey these wow. are the, these are this is who i am like i know this has been fun and we talk about fun things all the time but it comes down to it i was like dang 11th hour you're telling me things <laughs> that i probably already knew and my heart was you know already understanding that you needed somebody um that was was christian but it was more than that because he is constantly like i i would i grew up knowing some christians but yeah, I was not fully understanding how faithful Sean Lowe is and yeah. what he needed as a partner in life. So mm -hmm. I, I took that that next day. He obviously proposed. And I, I mm -hmm. the day that I landed in Seattle, when I got home after the sh after the show stopped filming, I told my best friend who signed me up for the show. I said, we're going to church. And wow. uh, so, I mean, it's it's been a really cool story to to tell and to, to live through because his family was a huge part of that testimony too. I knew that I wanted a family like his, whether it was going to be that family or not. So yeah, it's, it's been really awesome. And I know that if he didn't choose me because I wasn't Christian, then I probably would have never been a Christian because he, he knew yeah. my heart and he had a conversation with God about it and was constantly in prayer. So I, I owe wow. so much to my husband and his family for, Wow. being such a, a, a great witness to me and for standing up for what he believes in and also having a constant conversation with God to know that I was for him. Yeah. Wow. That is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, 
back to that comment, this is definitely not an embarrassing story. This is an amazing, incredible story. Right. And I think one that, not that you said your story is embarrassing, but the show, because it's, because a, what, it's embarrassing because the bachelor is so over the top and ridiculous. And just like you, I'm not big enough to watch it. So I don't, I don't really watch it. No, uh, I agree. It's a little I too scandalous for me. A uh, and it's just, it's, it's funny because I was so naive going into it. I, I remember my mom having serious reservations, but I didn't realize why she had reservations. Like, oh, what's the big deal? Uh, but now hilarious. I know because, yeah, there's a lot of scandalous stuff on there. That's hilarious. No, a little scandy, but I, lo I love the story so much because I think that's the thing, though. It's like people think, and we experienced this whenever I went on Dance with the Stars. Like, the church, like, kind of freaked out, you know, like, the church world people. And we're like, that show is so scandalous and that, you know, you're, you know, just throwing your life away if you go to Hollywood. <laughs> as far as, like, you're throwing your faith away and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, actually, like, I'm going to be a light. Like, aren't we called to be a light of the world, you know? And I just feel like that's so cool that you went on the show. And even though you didn't even know really what you were doing, it's not like you went on the show with this intention to like, you're like, just kind of went, but you like stayed true to who you are and in staying true to who you are and waking up and doing what you do, reading the Bible, you actually like went past what you were supposed to do with the camera crew and like knocked on the door and had conversations about faith. Like, it just shows that God really goes with you wherever you go. Like he is in it all. He goes before you and behind you. He's beside you. He's within you. Like he's all around every situation. And I think some people think that like, oh, well, I'm a Christian, but when I go do this, like I'll just kind of like have my faith in the background, but like I'm doing this for me or whatever. But whenever you like live your whole life, like it's for the Lord then God can use any moment for his glory and God can use any moment for your good. Like that happens to be the place where like you met Catherine and Catherine like became like really met the Lord. And it's just so cool to hear your story. Like I didn't know a lot of that part and I just think that's awesome. So after you all got back and you started going to church and you came off of this high of like living on a show where it is crazy and it is ridiculous and, there's helicopters and you're in Thailand and it's just insane. Cause I think sometimes like maybe, maybe because of the bachelor, I don't know. People kind of expect dating to be like that. It's like just super awesome and perfect and fun. And it's like, even like in today's culture, like prom proposals, like the prom, like when you ask them to prom, it has to be amazing. And like everything has to be awesome, but that's not like how real life always is. So what did it look like to transition from that to y'all's dating life? Like what did dating look like from y'all after the bachelor after you went off, like got off the helicopters and like started going to church? Well, it was four. So after you stop filming The Bachelor, you have about four months until your season ends and you're public. So oh, I yeah, went back. That's right. So y'all were yeah. hidden. Yes. And so we saw each other every two weeks. The show would, would set it up so that we could see each other every two weeks um, at an undisclosed location in LA. But I went back to Amazon. I was a, a visual designer at Amazon. So I went back to that job, lived in the same place. It was super bizarre, but I knew that, you know, I was super excited about when the show would air and I could finally hold his hand in public. Mm, so I'd go awesome. to, I go to church with my best friend and we would have conversations with the pastor right after church. And I, cause I had a tons of questions. I was 26 
And I wasn't a Christian. I didn't understand what was expected of somebody that was a Christian. And I remember asking a question that was really funny about lust. And I said something like, well, can you, can you lust after you're married? And he was like, no. And I thought, wait, you can't have sexual feelings after you're married? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And he's really? like, no, oh, no, 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 it's not considered lust when you get married. I was like, That's oh my so gosh. Funny. I was so like, oh my gosh, like, all we do is procreate that? Oh no. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're Cause, like, hold cause up. Wait. Yeah, because we, we waited until we were married um, to consummate our relationship. So, and that was like a huge... Uh, talking point for all the t talk shows that Sean Lowe was on or of course, know, magazine yes. articles it's about how he's the virgin bachelor and of that was just a small part of his witness so anyways that was just really funny to me when I'm walking in trying to ask like tangible questions how does my life yeah. what does my life look like when I become a Christian he's like oh you can't lust I'm like oh my gosh like am I gonna be a nun like what's happening <laughs> that is hilarious that's so awesome though that like <laughs> you genuinely ask the questions because I think some people just like assume like so many things about Christianity because of things that they've heard and like hey that would be a legitimate concern you're like <laughs> hold up wait a second this is not this is not right that's awesome well um I love to ask you this question y'all's faith is like so important to y'all and like I said John you've led so well with that through tv and you can tell in your family's life you lead so well with that and Catherine you, you need to like what is I would love to ask this question because Christian and I were talking about this the other day and it's just a fun thing to like remember the faithfulness of God. What is like one of the coolest things you've ever seen God do in your life? And it could be like as, you know, generic as, you know, whatever, or it can be as detailed as there was a flower a day. I saw, uh, ask God to see a flower, whatever it is that you just were like, that was the cool thing God did. If you can think of one off the top of your head. Well, I, mine is easy. Um, before I got the call to be on The Bachelorette from the casting director, when I didn't know that my sister had submitted my application, I was selling insurance, which is kind of the family business in my family. And I just did not like it at all. I knew I didn't want to sell insurance for the rest of my life. And I would pray every day like, God, if you want me to be here, I'll be here. But you know, I want to do more entrepreneurial things. I want to do things more outside the box. And I, and I want that life. And, uh, to see what God had in store for me next, which came through this silly TV show, The Bachelor, and wow. meeting my wife, and opening up all these doors and opportunities, and to see my life now, which is very much outside the box, and Catherine and I are both very entrepreneurial, and, and we're getting to kind of live out the dream I had back when I was selling insurance. Um, I'm absolutely amazed. Like, God gave me exactly what I asked for. and Wow. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's hard to believe. Like I thank God for it every single day because I cannot believe I'm I'm blessed enough to have this life which I mm -hmm. I asked for and uh I I always think back to like he's he's faithful even when we are not faithful. Like there were plenty of times where I kind of strayed from the path and did things my own way or lived selfishly yeah. here. And uh man, God's faithfulness never fails and so I'm just I'm so grateful and that's that's an easy, uh, easy one to point to for me. That's so cool. Gosh, it's so cool. I love whenever like you pray to God in detail and then he does, he like shows up in the details and then you're like, whoa, like you really were listening. Like you really did answer that. It's the coolest thing. Catherine, what about you? 
Mine, mine's a little bit more recent. So in February, our, um, our pastor's daughter um, sadly passed away and she was a couple months younger than me or older than me. She was, she was a really close age to me and it, it affected me very much. And I, I was friends with her, but I wasn't super close with her. Um, but for months that, that really took me to a, a really hard place. And one thing that when we were watching her, um, service of her, like kind of funeral service, they had talked about how her brother was at her, her side when she was passing away. And he said, I'll see you later, mm -hmm. um, to her. And I thought that was one of the most profound things that was in my walk with Christ. And I thought, okay, could I say that to a lot of the people in my life? Wow. And I, I was like, you know what? I can't. A lot of close people to me are not Christian that I would want to see forever. And I couldn't yeah. say that to them. Wow. So during that service, I thought, God, I need to be better. I need to witness um, better. I need it to be very present in, in all my conversations with people that I know are are not Christian. Yeah. And then about two weeks later, there was a big winter storm here in, in Dallas. And we, there was tons of people that were displaced. Houses were torn up. There was no water, no electricity for a lot of the homes in Dallas, Fort Worth area. But Sean Lowe and I, we had a warm home. We had electricity and heat for our children. We had food in our pantry, in our freezer, in our fridge. We brought in um, his parents and our nanny. So we spent four days together living in the same uh, roof in a warm house. And I mm -hmm. thought, wow, we are so blessed. So I went to Instagram and I thought, you know, we're just sitting pretty here. Like, yeah, we don't have yeah. water, but like a lot of people don't even have a room for their children to sleep in comfortably. Yeah. And I, I went onto Instagram and I thought, how can I help DFW? So I, I, I put on my story, Hey, what are you guys doing? Like, what do you need da Dallas? And a ton of people said, well, our calling is doing really good things. So that's a, a homeless ministry here in Dallas. And I, I checked them out. I, I posted about them. Cause I was like, I just want to share every, all these resources. Cause a lot of people want to help Dallas, like mm -hmm. the people like this, like I, I can't leave my house, but I want to help you somehow. Yeah. So, um, I went on to Instagram, posted that. And about an hour later, I get a DM from our callings director. And he's like, Hey, um, I saw that you posted about us. It, can you do an Instagram live with us today? We're, do, we're housing 1500 people in the convention center who are misplaced and we're doing COVID tests and these are homeless people. These are people that have lost their homes, whatever. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Like it's eight o'clock <laughs> at night. I haven't showered in probably, you know, five days. I haven't washed my face and I look haggard because that's the situation. <laughs> and I thought, I, you want me to do an Instagram live? I don't know what you guys are doing. And I took my vanity out and I said, let's do it after that Instagram live, they asked me to be on their board because so wow. many people had, were coming to that ministry and, and under like it, they were exposed. So now I'm on the board. We're wow. a committee, like a, a, a benefit that's happening next Friday, super involved. And I felt, wow, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. So God really put that witness wow. um, in me. He gave me the opportunity to be, to be part of an organization that is, spreading the gospel to the homeless community in Dallas and also giving wow. them, you know, a, 
a, a, a meal and helping them with their mental health issues and, and so many things that they do. So I'm just, it was an amazing thing for me to ask God, I need to be a better witness and how can I help Dallas? Wow, that is so cool. What a cool story. And I love how it just came from like the question in your heart, like, how can I do more? How can I help? And I think that's something that like we can all ask ourselves, you know, like how can we use like the platform we have, the resources that we have to help other people around us? And like, you know, you can live in Dallas your whole life and not see the need of others around you unless you like choose to open your eyes and see it. I can live where I live and like choose to not see what's around me or choose to not use like the resources or the platform I have to use it for the good. And when I say platform for people listening, I don't mean platform like million followers. I mean like just people around you. Like they could be five people. That's a platform. Like you have an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. And so that story is so encouraging because I think people think like, you know, people might see you on the board of something and say like, oh, well, she's Catherine Lowe or, or I know your last name is not Lowe. No, it is. It, you can say that. It's way easier uh, anyway. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, I was just like thinking, I was like, wait, but you are. You're, you're Catherine Lowe. You're Sean Lowe's <laughs> wife. Y'all are married. <laughs> but you, you know, you're not, it's not just because you're famous. It's because you asked the question, how can I help? And and that led you to doing something incredible because you have a heart and a passion for people. And everybody has the opportunity to ask that question, how can I help and do the same, the same things. And so that's such an inspiring story. And just to hear that God answered like that prayer in your heart and a unique way to help his kingdom and build his kingdom is amazing. Um, one thing y'all are so good at, and I don't even know if you say people are good at this or what, but I think y'all are, you're so good at having fun and laughing at yourself. It's something that's so evident in your life. Um, again, y'all lead your family and even on social media so well with that, but like posting just the funniest pictures of each other and laughing at each other and funny things. <laughs> so like, what is it in y'all's life? Like, do y'all, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, how do y'all choose to value fun in your family? And how do you create like a fun space in your family? Like, do you have advice for other people and how to create that in their own family? Oh, man. Well, first, I think it's in our nature. Like, I'm a giant man-child, which my wife will tell you. <laughs> yes. like, I, He's my fourth child. I'm getting up there in years, but I still have the mind of a 14-year-old. Perfect. Um, and, and that's what attracted me to Catherine as well. It's like, we just, we, we always had fun together. We're always laughing and goofing around. Um, and that's how I was brought up. My dad is like the biggest jokester and he would always make jokes at my expense, which also like most people get my humor. Those who follow me on Instagram, <laughs> but every once in a while you get the people like, how could you make fun of your sweet five-year-old? Like relax lady. It's, it's, it's a joke and he's going to learn the value of a good sense of humor along the way. That's right. Um, but I mean, outside of, of, uh, God being the foundation of our, our marriage and our household, like. I don't think there's much more important than than humor and laughter um, and fun. Like we want our children to have fun. And, and when they leave, hopefully sooner rather than later, leave our house. Um, <laughs> at least they're going to look back and think like, wow, we had such a fun childhood and, and we don't always succeed. I think I flipped out on one of our kids last night. We, <laughs> we, don't, we don't always <laughs> get it right, but. For the most part, we do a lot of laughing around here every day. Yeah, I remember when I think I was pregnant or right before we were having children, we 
I, there was this picture, a meme of this baby with gummies all over his face while he was sleeping. And I knew that that was the kind of, like, those were the parents that were going to be where we stack Oreos on their head while they're sleeping <laughs> and just think it's so funny. And uh, I remember when, before, before we got engaged, she just, Sean Lowe said, I want a house that's full of love and laughter. And that's just exactly what we've, we've accomplished. And we continue to, and it's innate in us. Um, yeah. And we, we really enjoy doing that with each other as husband and wife and with our, our children. And then I, I think that. it's probably important to say too, like when you have faith as the foundation of your life and you're not riddled with worry and anxiety and, you know, yeah. not making enough money and, you know, what happens, worst case scenario, my, you know, we have people in our lives who live like that and they're just constantly stressed out. Yeah. It's like once you put your trust in Jesus and realize like there's nothing that this world can dish out to you that you cannot handle. Yeah, like we, we know we're in good hands. Well, that allows you to relax. And I think your joy starts to come through. And, um, you know, you can have more fun, because I'm sure there's people that look at us, um, people who know us who are like, how are these two always just having fun? How are they always in good moods when there's so much in this world to worry about? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's pretty clear to me that, you know, the answer is putting your trust in Jesus. That's so true. No, that's so good because I 100% agree. And I think that that's a really sad thing that the enemies kind of put on Christianity is like a lot of times I think the world sees Christianity and they think it's boring or rigid or like you can't have fun. And I've found like the opposite is true. Actually, like you can have like the most fun in life when your trust is in Jesus because you don't have to worry like the world worries. Like Jesus says, like, don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow has enough worries on its own like jesus is constantly encouraging like not to worry to be at peace to trust him because not that there won't be bad things he says like you will face trials in this world but don't worry i've overcome the world and with that like the trust that you can have in that you genuinely can experience true joy in a world where things are scary and things are bad at times but you can laugh because you don't have like fear of the future you know and so Absolutely. i i love that you said that i love that y'all live like that christian and i are constantly trying to you know do funny things and have fun and laugh at each other and we are pretty goofy ourselves, and I think at one point I thought like whenever you know if you're doing ministry or you're growing up you gotta act old and I was like this is <laughs> just totally not me and so I like started to add more of like what makes me me in it and that's whenever I found like I don't know that's where I felt like I found like my calling my purpose and that's what actually related to people not when I was like trying right. to be someone I wasn't whenever I genuinely was just being who God created me to be. One thing we love to do is we like to post like dance videos on Instagram. And it's really not even like posting dance videos. It's really just us. What we love to do is like doing the dance videos because of all the takes we do that we laugh so hard at each other because Christian <laughs> is the funniest dancer ever. And it's just the best thing. Uh, I was going to ask, do y'all have something like as a family that y'all love to do that just makes you laugh at each other or just makes you smile? Oh my gosh. So many things. Yeah. What comes to your mind? I don't know. Throwing stuff at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> throwing stuff at the kids. We have <laughs> like, like, you know, like those sticky hands. I don't know. Stuff like that. The one yeah, that comes to awesome. mind for me, um, Mia's starting to talk a little bit now, but before oh. she could talk, we, we had like this, uh, what do you call that thing? The juvie? 
Oh, you, yeah. You, the, <laughs> you, you put them in it and it rolls, but they can kind of walk like with a, their legs. It's like a table their legs. Top <laughs> So anyway, when we'd be sitting down for dinner, I would put her in this juvie and I would pull it with a rope. And like every time I passed the dinner table, I would roast someone at the dinner table. And <laughs> I, if, I, would, I would say it in a voice as if it were Mia. Uh, oh, that's like, hey, hilarious. You know, hey, fathead, what are you looking at? Or, you know. <laughs> That, that. There's more. There's more food on your face than there has been in your mouth. But silly, just wholesome, ridiculous, roasting yes. the kids, and it's really just for me because the other ones don't understand what's going on. But it's just I've filmed it. It's comical. It's silly, and yeah, that's just making making home. fun of kids. That's what it boils down to. What it boils down to. What our humor is. That is literally hilarious. Just imagining y'all sitting at the table and like you doing that, but only y'all do understanding. I'm gonna have to, is me I'm gonna post it again. in a couple years. I'm gonna post Please it again or, or text it to you, Sadie, because it's it's really funny. Please do. I gotta see this. Is this like totally how me and Christian are gonna parent? Christian's always doing stuff to honey, and I'm just like dying laughing because <laughs> she has no idea. And I'm like, exactly. your dad is like always gonna do this to you, always. And like, she's she already is so funny. It's it's funny how funny kids are without knowing that they're just hilarious. I'm like, no wonder Jesus tells us to be like a child, like kids are the best yeah, but anyways it just brings you back to just like pure pure joy just the pureness of it all well you guys are awesome y'all are such great parents y'all are so great for christian and i to honestly look up to and learn from and be inspired by just because you don't take life too seriously you laugh at each other you laugh at yourself and you welcome god into every part of your story and that's something all of us can learn from um, hey sadie uh, what's up, I'm up. I'm a words of affirmation person. If you could just <laughs> call us every morning, I'm going to put you on speaker and I want to start my day with you telling us how great we are. <laughs> I call y'all every morning. Well, that would be my new uh, calling. To, to Yay. No, but, but for real, it's easy to encourage y'all. It's easy to affirm y'all because you live it out and you've stayed true to it. That's something cool about y'all is y'all been in the spotlight. I think you said your season was 2012. Like, y'all been in the spotlight for, I guess, almost 10 years now, and you've remained true to who you are. You've changed in good ways as you've grown up and also remained like a child and stayed the same in other ways and in the important ways. And that's, I think, something that we do learn from and we can all learn from is that just because your lifestyle changes, if you will, you get famous or you change positions or whatever, doesn't mean you have to change your heart, doesn't have to change. And so... Um, just kudos to y'all. Thanks for setting a great example and trailblazing. And I'll always be your hype girl. So if you ever need a little hype up, just, just give me a call. And right. I'm happy to do it with people listening. But seriously, thanks for being on the show and just talking about life and God and family. It means a lot to me and I know to other people too. Y'all are awesome. Well, thank Thanks, you. Sadie. We've got nothing going on over here. So anytime you want us back, just let us know. <laughs> Great. I'll, I'll call the zoo. <laughs> All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Sadie.